To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated uh that is one way of supporting this podcast you can also check out the merchware section on my website that just was uh just uh, i just did that earlier this year you can also so go ahead look that up you can also uh check out the affiliate link in the description down below for the weeble app you sign up deposit some money that'll get you some free stocks it, it, it really you just start an account link your bank account put money in it and you'll get free stocks that you can sell and make more money on and by doing that you'll get free stocks i'll get free stocks as well and that is a way of basically risk-free supporting this platform and getting yourself some extra money and maybe these easy or hard times depending upon the situation that you're in uh once again if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can email me through my website, positivesarcasm.com. Go to the contact section. You can also email me directly. Just make sure you use the subject, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Uh, social media, you can find me on there, facebook.com slash sarcasm. Uh, Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. Recorded here from New Hampshire's beautiful seacoast. Um, just got a f- I had a bunch of uh, things here in order that I was going to talk about, but uh, before I was about to start the podcast, I got a phone call from my old posing coach um back in the day that you know i used to do competitive fitness and stuff like that and he's a very um he's a very uplifting care i wouldn't say carefree but his talks are always very valuable because uh of how he chooses to live his life and how he's worked hard for everything that he's gotten and he's not from here he's not he's not from here he's from like uh you know he's from the island south of florida and he's had a a tough upbringing you know he had to work hard to get what he has and what he has he's got plenty he's not a he's not a regretful person he's just always and it's not fake either but he was talking to me about because i know that i'm this workaholic per se like up at 5 a.m coffee's down my throat in 30 minutes chase is fed chase is walked chase is happy he's got a great life he's got nothing to worry about he's always exposed to wonderful people and wonderful experiences and has a safe and amazing and comfortable home where he never ever has to worry about anything and he hangs around great people and then me just on the go like i work fucking nine hours a day and then I, I come home and i work some more and then i work out as much as i can and then i prep my own food i've been prepping my own food for fucking over 10 years you know going to the store picking out the groceries bringing it home cooking it myself none of this DoorDash 30 dollars iced coffee bullshit i've been doing it all myself and to me it, it for a while saying all these things that i do myself or all these things that i 
I just do in general seemed like it was I was beating you over the head with stuff that was disingenuous or fraudulent or not impressive. Like having a very low-level podcast and having a very minuscule website with little things that I do here and there, and you know, uh, you know, experimental projects like the peanut butter project or the coffee project or, um, you know, the, all, which will come back eventually. But projects, things that I've always been working on and tinkering with and built myself. And he called at the very most interesting time just to tell me, like, look, we've known each other for ten, over ten years. Do you understand what you've accomplished? And these people that have made your life a living hell, where are they to na- where are they now? What have they done? And look at where you are today. Did you ever think that you would be making excellent money every single week? Did you ever think that you'd have a place fully to yourself by the seacoast? Did you ever think to yourself that you would be closing in on financial freedom complete financial freedom did you ever and then look at everything that you've done did you ever think that you would own uh, all the things that you do and be able to do basically whatever it is the fuck you want he's like you can travel anywhere you can do anything there's nobody telling you what you have to do you have responsibilities as a human being like we all do aside from that you're a free man. You're a free man with love and hard work and discipline and and, and uh, values. You understand what has taken place not just over the past two or three years, but over the past ten. Everything that I have accomplished. And he's telling me this. He's telling me that all the people that have wronged me in my life or that I thought have wronged me, he's like, you didn't do anything wrong. You were always the better man. You were always the better person. You're a good fucking guy. You went through it. You went through the shit like everybody else does. But you never, you know, you made those that were responsible. You held them responsible and you called them out. But you weren't blaming people just for the sake of blaming people. You called people out and you called yourself out. You were the better man. What did those people who did everything everything terrible to you, what have they accomplished? That's what it, that's what tell he goes, that's the telltale sign. What have you accomplished in the past 10 years? What have they and what have they done since that time? Since parting ways. What have they done? And I, I go, I don't know, Bruno. I don't keep up with these people. I don't look at their shit. And I don't, he goes, exactly. He goes, they haven't done shit. Nothing. They haven't done anything. All those people who took your money, all those people who wronged you, who called you a freeloader, who called you a thief. He goes, the ones that matter are still around. Those are the ones you're friends with. The ones that don't matter, who turned their back on you, betrayed you, called you a thief, blamed you for all their problems. He goes, they're not doing shit. They're not doing anything with their lives. He goes, he goes maybe you haven't forgot about them, but he goes, you prioritized your own existence over theirs once they decided that they're no longer a factor to you, for, for you. They no longer factor you in. 
He goes, you did, you did everything that you needed to do in order to get to where you need to be. He goes, that's what a better man does. That's what a stronger human does. He goes, you don't live beyond your means. You just wanted to find meaning. He goes, you just, you have everything because you worked at it. You got after it. You fucking earned it. They didn't do shit. He's like, a perfect example, he goes, he talks about that guy who's in Florida who took that, he took COVID money. He took that COVID loan money. He took that COVID loan money. Million dollars, supposedly, something like that. Maybe he's a little bit inaccurate in the details, but he goes, this this absolutely did happen, and I have, there are news stories to back this up. A guy took a massive PPE loan, some basically free COVID money that you essentially didn't have to pay back. And he started a company, like a front-running company that had actually no business to it. And he used that COVID money to just buy extravagant things and make himself look flashy and cool. Driving around in this fucking Lamborghini, this $300,000 supercar, and posts it all over social media and TikTok and stuff. Matching his hair and his clothes with his car. And basically, a house of cards. It didn't exist before, but all of a sudden, it's here now. So obviously, if if it's a house you built, it will stand the test of time. It will stand the weather. It will stand, withstand the storm. This guy built a house of cards. It all of a sudden wasn't there, and all of a sudden it was. With something with the ways of means of acquiring it, shit didn't belong to you. What happened to that guy? He's in jail. He went from white Gucci's to an orange jumpsuit. He's in fucking prison. He's got no money. He's got no Lambo. And he's got no hair product, most importantly. Gone. He goes, that guy's in prison. Where are you? You're living on a now ever-populating, beautiful seacoast with a little place to yourself that... You don't rely on anybody else to take care of for you. You have everything that you want and everything that you need. He's like, it'll get better. Just make the right decisions. But you're not living beyond your means. He's like, you make good money. You don't have any debts. You're living the life. You're in good health. He's like, you compete again. And that's because only because you want to. Not because you're trying to please somebody else like you did 10 years ago. You're not doing that anymore. You do shit only because it makes you, it fulfills you with meaning. It gives you those, it gives you the right emotions. It's for nobody else but you. He's like, you figured it out. And all these other people, they're fucked. Their lives are over. They don't, they're not doing anything literally nothing like they're unhealthy they look like shit there's nothing they're doing that has any value nothing all those people that claimed you were one thing or or another that you what you were doing was stupid your podcast was dumb it's like oh i'm still doing it after fucking 10 years of doing it off and on they're not doing anything. They claim to be all, you know, fucking jacked and doing all this and having all these clients and stuff. They're not doing any of that anymore. That stuff is all gone. 
So he's like, don't even worry about it. None of that shit. It means nothing. He's like, you just keep doing what you're doing. Saving money, not spending it on dumb shit. He's like, you talk about, you know, the, 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 I watch, this was like move out weekend for all these college kids that live in Durham. And every year they graduate and they leave town and they leave behind, they don't leave behind, they, I get it. They leave behind trash, but they leave behind perfectly good furniture, perfectly good refrigerators, perfectly good stuff. And I look at it and I pick at it. And you know what? I don't give a fuck because you go to go, you go to home goods, you go to home goods and you try buying a bistro table with two little chairs. A bistro table and two shitty little chairs will cost you $300. Or you could wait for these fucking kids to move out at the end of May and you can go get that shit for free. It's right there waiting for you. Yeah, great. I got five coffee tables. Whatever. It's like, okay, I could have bought all this stuff for hundreds if not thousands of dollars or I could have waited for all these you know freaking entitled uh, college student assholes to just drop their shit off and I can make the most of it I can take this stuff and make a home all they do is take that stuff and make a mess he's like you're just taking advantage of, of, of the situation that's all you've ever done is take advantage of the opportunities that were in front of you. Materialistically, it's just materials. It's just stuff. You know, a nice round coffee table, another huge ass surge protector, which actually is quite valuable to somebody like me because, you know, I use a lot of uh, connect, uh, I use a lot of cord connections and stuff, and I, I need shit like this. It's important to me. You know, I found another bureau. I found a better bar stool for the podcast. I'm sitting on it right now. It's way comfier than the other one. But that one is for the bistro table that was also given to me by a close friend of mine. So that one can be saved for another thing, for another time, for another section of the future house that I hope to have. You know, these little things. And I found myself a trash can. I've been told like for, you know, several months now, I need to get rid of this trash can. Opportunity presented itself. And now I got a full-size trash can. One little step on, you step on it and the thing opens like that. Yeah, I have one now. It didn't cost me $30 at fucking TJ Maxx. The coffee table didn't cost me $150 at Home Goods. The surge protector didn't cost me $30 at Staples. None of it. It cost me nothing. It cost me nothing. How is that any different? He's like, you have got nothing to apologize for. These people that they don't, you don't, you don't give a shit about them. You're not supposed to. You just do what you're supposed to do. However ridiculous you may think it seems to you, you just keep doing it anyways because who gives a fuck what they think? They don't matter. I'm trying to tell you that if you're doing something and you're concerned about what other people think, stop. Don't worry about who's watching you. The only person who should be watching you is you. Do what you can. Do you have to go? and buy the most expensive car? No. Do you have to go to fucking Ikea and buy that overpriced computer desk? No, you don't. Do you have to go and spend $60 on a bottle of wine? No, you actually don't. You don't. You don't have to buy the most expensive stuff. You don't have to buy the fifth most expensive stuff. You need to do the things that you look at and go, if I put a little work into that, that's gonna make me super fulfilled. 
he he says these things to me and he says them sometimes at just the right time it's an incredible thing just a guy who worked his ass off and tells me this is how it is it's really awesome he does a great job of like calling at the right time and then 45 minutes later it's like oh yeah that's right i did all that shit and i forgot all about how that bullshit made me feel well i didn't forget about it but he's like you put it on the back burner to focus on the things that were more important and he's like listen you are somewhere and they are not because they hid they chose to hid because they made some serious mistakes in their lives he's like you didn't hide from any of it you threw it all out there for people to judge you on and then you took that fucking pile of compost shit and you built a found and you made it into a foundation you grew a garden out of it you built a home that anybody can walk into on the internet everybody's welcome everybody's welcome to criticize too he's like you just keep fucking doing what you're doing and don't worry about what anybody else has to say that's it he's like 10 years ago you think you'd be where you are right now nope you wouldn't think it but you worked towards it you made it happen through the trauma that has taken place over the past several years of your life and many other people's lives he's like you took advantage of a serious opportunity when the pandemic hit you took a serious opportunity uh, uh, opportunity when a whole lot of other bad things happened He's like, you're down there, man, living your best life. He's like, just don't apologize for it. Just keep doing what you're doing. I got cool shit. I got a good life. You know, I forget about it sometimes, too, because I'm always, like, grinding. Like, always thinking to myself, what could I be doing to better this situation at this very moment? Every time. And I try to be honest with it. And I'm super, super humble sometimes. But he called and just told me like it is. Like it is. He didn't fucking, he didn't have to call. He didn't, he just called. He just called and told me what's up. You know, he told me what kind of guy I was. He told me what kind of man I was. It's, is it nice to hear? Yeah, it's nice to know that I'm doing something right. You never, you ever get that? I don't know, you try that. Think about it. When's the last time somebody just picked up the phone at random, called you, and within five minutes of the conversation, with you really out, without you really saying anything, tells you you're a good dude, you're doing it right, you're doing the right thing, you're a stand-up dude, and all those other people who think differently, they're actually just assholes who never fucking accomplished anything. And then I think about it, it's like, I didn't, I, I think about it, I go, I haven't thought about these people in, in a long time, not in, in an in-depth way. He's like, yeah, you don't think about it, do you? And it's like, I haven't really thought about it. He's like, they're not doing anything. Their lives suck. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, they're pieces of shit. And that's what pieces of shit do. And he goes, and he, and he told me that story about the guy who went to fucking prison. Who stole, you know, stole federal COVID money. I'm like, okay, all right. Maybe you have a point. He's like, you're fucking right I have a point. The guy... It's, it's, you put in the work, you put yourself out there, and he appreciated it. And, you know, I didn't have to say much. And then he just was off and running. So, it's something I needed to hear. And it's something you should hear. Because there are some of you out there that have put out 
you know, they spent the last five years, ten years of your life, and you're putting a lot of effort into something that maybe is in just work is not working out, or maybe you haven't realized how far you've come in some of the things that you've tried to accomplish and how hard you've worked, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. It's there. You've you've done it. And there are some people and then there are some people who just need to hear the fact that they're not accomplishing anything because they're pieces of shit. And they continue, despite knowing that they're pieces of shit or being told that they've been pieces of shit, continue to go about being their piece of shit self and going about their piece of shit ways and will forever be pieces of shit. So I feel better. I just I feel better knowing that I'm not a piece of shit and even better knowing that I've done good things and I continue to good things continue to do good things and that I am I guess according to him a good fucking guy so that is something I want to say to you and the options you can take um to either bet to either turn your bullshit life around or to continue along the path of what you're doing why you're doing it. am i saving money why am i saving money the housing market's fucking ridiculous the market will always turn around it always does it always has i know you can't buy a fucking house by the seacoast for 150 grand anymore i know you can't jesus christ but it was only 12 years ago that a buddy of mine he never had a house in his life never had a house in his life went to two years of tech school got fucking laid off from a shitty ass $32,000 a year job he bought his first house in this in this little side street in Rochester nice area he bought this fucking almost 2,000 square foot house for 195 grand it was his first house he put nothing down 2011 2011 when all the shit got leveled in the financial in the residential market and he just walked right they just gave him the keys of the house here you go 195 grand it's all yours and he was probably making he wasn't making 100 grand back then i know that and he owned it and he just sold it he sold it for probably close to 400k sold that fucking house for double what he bought it for near double what he bought it for and now he owns two houses in maine one he built with his dad from the ground up and the other one he's actually he bought cash and he's rebuilding it he's putting the pieces together on that one and he did it all himself really didn't like he just he did it himself didn't fucking didn't go out there and glamour shot anything didn't post his lambo online he could afford to if he had a lambo but doesn't need it doesn't really care he's got his cars he's got his house he's got his family he's got his money he's got his life and he lives his life how he chooses and it's like oh that's why i do what i do i forgot because he does how he does and you know what I realized? He told me the same fucking thing a long time ago. He goes, I lived my life the way I lived my life because I once saw you live your life the way you wanted to live your life. He said, nobody could fucking tell you what to do. You never apologized for shit. 
He's like, you just did what you did because that's the way you saw things. That's the way you chose to live your life. And you never gave a damn what anybody else thought. And I was like, huh. I didn't realize what my posing coach just said to me is something that my buddy who's now living that life said to me not too long ago. I was like, oh, okay. So the message is there. The message is clear. But you do have to put in the work. you got to be disciplined and you have to focus and not worry about what other people are saying. Because they're on the same ship of fools that you're on. They really are. And they think just because the captain of that ship of fools is an idiot, they decide they're going to go off and start and try to get their own boat. Go ahead. Get your own boat. Good luck. Fuck off. Because eventually that fool is the precursor to the savior. And that stupid boat, you can always build it stronger, faster. And next thing you know, that boat is a fucking battleship. And you're just cruising the high seas, man. Living your best life. So it's like, fuck it. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep fucking finding free-ass furniture and making the best out of it and cleaning it up and screwing it back together because the college kids tore it apart. And it's going to be vintage furniture. I'm going to keep taking free electronics that people just give me because they have no sense of how to actually take care of it. That's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep buying cheap cars and taking care of the ones I have because why would I go and spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars on a new one? Because it's got a fucking warranty? I'm all set. No thanks. I get it. Some of my older cars back in the day were ship boxes, but if it wasn't for those ship box the ship box Saab, the ship box Grand Prix, the ship box G six, the G six getting hit and run on, I never if it wasn't for those three cars, I never would have had the Mustang. The car that I've had for the past four years that has been one of the most reliable cars. A car that I absolutely love to drive and tinker with and put new updated shit into. I love it. I love driving that car. I love having that car. I love putting that car away for the winter. I love bringing it out in the spring. And I can afford to do that because I've done things my way. I have principles and I will never back off of them. And my principles in the past two years have really proven fruitful. So, living beyond your means, not a good thing. Not worrying about other people, what other people say. Don't be afraid of what other people say. Don't even listen to it. Just don't be afraid in general. Fear is the mind killer. It's proving itself true these days. So, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I was told by multiple people that I'm doing the right thing. That I'm a good guy and I'm doing the right thing. So, I'm just going to keep doing the right thing. Fuck it. Um, it's been an excellent weekend. It's been a very good weekend. It's been a very relaxing weekend. It's been a little bit of an intoxicating weekend. But overall, every day I woke up, no headache. I took my medication. With my medication, I took my supplements every time, on time, like I was supposed to. I ate well. I enjoyed myself. Surrounded by good company. It was a good. You know what? It was a really good, long-deserved weekend. No shooting. You know. No taking pictures, no shooting video. I'd love to shoot video soon sometime. That's the only thing I'm concerned about is creatively, I'm a little, I'm very flat. Creatively, I'm very flat. But let's see where that takes me. But it was a very good weekend. Um, so before the weekend started, uh, when I was uh, when I was younger, uh, my dad 
always used to get this wine. Wasn't well, it's not an expensive wine. It's uh, it's it's relatively cheap. It's a table wine. So it's basically if you're having a big plate of pasta or an antipasta or a charcuterie board, you know, something big and boisterous. He'd have like this this big jug of wine. And it, it wasn't the the Charlie Russo shit. It was something else. It was called CR Fortissimo. I have a bottle of it right here. This is the the uh, this I guess you, this is not the 750. This is the one and a half liter. It's like 15 bucks a bottle. 17, 15, 20 bucks a bottle. It's just a California grape wine. Probably the only thing I buy from California at this point. Well, I, as far as I know, it's just a grape wine. It's it's just a good table wine. You put it on the table. There's plenty of it. Everybody gets a glass. Everybody eats their spaghetti and meatballs. Everyone has a good time. Nobody fucking complains. That's what this wine represents. I used to drink it as a kid. Uh, yeah, underage drinking. Whatever. My dad's dead. He doesn't fucking care. But he would always share a glass with me. And he always used to have stuff. And he always used to rave about it in his own little, you know, big Sopranos Italian type of way. You know, this is the wine. This is what you drink. But I drank it. And you don't always remember it like you used to. But you do appreciate it for what it may or may not have been. And every once in a while, I would grab a bottle, you know, just to have. Last time I went, I went camping with, or excuse me, I went glamping my sister and her family and shit like that. I went up north and I bought a big fucking bottle of this, same bottle type, with me. I had a couple glasses, you know. It was great. I loved it. It was appreciated that it ex- it was there. Um, and then, you know, it brings me back. It obviously has nostalgia value. It brings me back to a time where, you know, family was still together. And, you know, it's, it's, you know the cool cars were in the driveway. The Camaro was around. Uh, we had a whole house. You know, it was just, you know you're a kid and you, you live you, you think about that stuff and i was in the store because i was going away for the weekend and i was looking around in this northampton store and i'm like i asked the guys up front i go do you you know the bottle called cr fortissimo i go it's it's a really it is it actually is a very popular wine honestly enough it's a popular table wine that everybody buys it's inexpensive and people enjoy it. It's super popular. It just it's the truth. Everybody fucking drinks it. And I went to this store. It's a very nice little liquor store. We have great if you're ever in New Hampshire, our liquor stores are the fucking awesomest. They really are. State run and ran well. And they got a database. You can check basically every state liquor store in New Hampshire and you can go through the database and it'll tell you exactly how many there is and where they are. So I ask, I go, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, I can check. Look, and he's looking. He's still looking. He goes into his master database. He's like, he goes, there are no bottles of CNR for t- or CR excuse me bother my dad used to call it CNK and then I announced it as CR CNR it's CR it's by CR sellers in St. Helena California I got a, vi- a picture but either way he goes there's no bottles in the state none I go 
he go I'm like is is it gone forever like are they, do they stop making it is the wine is the vineyard out of business I'm like what the fuck's going on he goes there's hold on he goes there's according to my database there's three bottles left uh, at the border of the at the border of Maine at the traffic circle there's three bottles I don't know in the time in the entire fucking state in the entire state this table wine there's three bottles left. I don't know. He goes, I don't know if they're reserved uh, or not. But if you, he goes, if you want them, there's only one way to find out. Drive up there and go get them. I drove up there. I went and looked for in the table wine section or whatever it was. And there was a big empty space surrounding this whole section. And in that big empty space, there was three bottles of CR Fortissimo with no reserve on them. Um, I thought to myself, this could be the last. I don't know if it's if these things are being discontinued, if the winery went out of business or they got bought over or if they're discontinuing this brand. I don't I don't know. I grabbed all three. I grabbed the last three in new hampshire see because the thing is when COVID hit i don't it affected a lot of businesses it affected california businesses california lost thousands of small businesses during actually i could probably look that up for you um how many businesses see let me read this how many california businesses closed during COVID? Uh, okay. As of September 2020, more than 19,000 businesses in California have permanently closed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. According to Yelp's, Yelp's local economic report, in California, nearly 40,000 small businesses had closed by September of 2020. According to Yelp data analyzed by the New York Times, the share of small businesses decreased 39.1% in California compared to January 2020 two months before the pandemic hit the United States. About 60% of businesses that have closed during the pandemic will never reopen and restaurants have suffered the most. Nearly a third of California's restaurants permanently closed and two thirds of workers at least temporarily lost their jobs as the pandemic set in. More than, yeah, more than 19,000 businesses. So that that can include a vineyard too. So the question is, I go online, like I look and I see uh, it's available. Like you can buy it online. I, I guess you can you can buy it online. And it, it, and they they market cheap, but if you look at the shipping, I have a shopping cart open here for for Fortissimo. They have it the subtotal. So if you go to a New Hampshire State liquor store, it's like sixteen seventeen dollars a bottle. You buy it online, it's $5.99. The shipping is $28. So you end up spending $34 a bottle as opposed to $15 in New Hampshire. So, and then I look at other places and it says it's out of stock. Look, I don't know. I, I looked for, I went on Google Maps. And you know what's cool is I went on Google Maps to look at the, um, excuse me, the, uh, the map 
like okay i'm like it, it, what does it tell me it tells me cr sellers this is vented and bottled by cr sellers saint helena california so i looked up cr sellers saint helena california it doesn't come up but it's fucking crazy when you go and you look up saint helena california which is basically napa valley napa valley and it's just winery after winery after winery like they're all like look it's just freaking winery after winery it's vineyard after vineyard after vineyard cellar after cellar after cellar it's it is it's crazy just one right after another there's thousands of them or hundreds of them one of the two and i still don't see anything that says cr sellers nothing there's not a goddamn thing that says CR sellers. So when I just, I literally just go and like try to look it up. So I just type in CR sellers and nothing comes up. Like I, I search where to buy CK Mondavi, CR sellers. Nope, these are all wine outlets. These are all wine outlets. There's no actual website. I looked it up on Instagram. The last post was 190 week, weeks ago and it was a tag. I can't find them on Instagram. I can't find them anywhere. There's no website information on the back. It just tells you what the wine is. There's nothing available. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it ever will be again. I just know you can buy it online, but I don't know if it's ever gonna be made again. I don't know if I'm literally, if I have wine that's never gonna be made again. Like, I don't know if I'm literally holding on to something that is now essentially a vintage wine. I have no idea, but I wasn't going to take that risk. So instead of buying one and enjoying it, I bought three. And maybe I'll buy more down the road. I don't know. But taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented to you, it's like I could have walked out of that store and been like, ah, I'll buy it tomorrow or I'll buy it next week. No, I don't think you will. I don't think you will buy it tomorrow or next week. Because you'll come back the next day and that shit will be gone. And then you'll find out that, like I did, that maybe it isn't available online at all. I looked it up. Apparently it's available online according to the shit. But you got to spend twice the amount for one bottle. But you'll maybe you'll find out, nope, it's not available at all. That was actually the last. That was actually the last shipment. They don't make it anymore. It's gone. And you don't have it. There it is. It's gone. You can't have any. Thanks for fucking playing because you hesitated. Something I will never do in my life is hesitate. Something I never have done in my life is hesitate. I've fought for everything that I've gotten. It's why I have Chase. It's why I have this apartment. It's why I have that car. I never hesitated on my car. I never hesitated on Chase. I never hesitated on staying in this by the seacoast. I fought for all of it. I took the first job I could get down here. I did the best I could to get the podcast going. I apologized for none of it. I went after all of it, and I kept everything that I possibly could. Yeah, I lost a fucking $700,000 house or whatever. It's 600000 excuse me. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I lost that. Whatever. I was there for fucking two weeks. I never really wanted that one for, to begin with. I wanted something in my means, something that wouldn't be living beyond my means. I always want, but I fought everything that I truly wanted, I fight for. And this wine is no different. This wine is a materialistic representation, a spiritual representation of, of my youth, 
and of my will to go out of my way to get things that matter to me, that bring me some type of joy and, and meaning. And here's the thing is like I can afford to buy this shit. It's not $60 a bottle, but I still bought three of them. I bought three of them, so it was $50 a bottle. But it's because I'm fucking grabbing coffee tables, not from home goods, but from freaking dumbass college students that I can afford to do shit like this. I haven't bought, I haven't purchased a laptop in eight years. And that one laptop that I purchased back in 2015, that thing's broke. That thing's dead. I haven't seen that. I threw that thing in the fucking trash. It was useless. It was garbage. Garbage. I take care of the shit that I have and the shit that I acquire. I could do a better job with my, my friendships, but I mean, apparently they're not, they're not doing too, too bad because those people call me. I haven't, I haven't paid him a dime since 2015. I haven't competed since 2017. But he'll call me and ask me how I'm doing, how's life, here's what I'm up to. Here's what you're doing. I've seen you online. Blah, blah, blah. You're a good guy. It's like, all right. Okay. It's fucking awesome. I got my life. I got my things. I got my wine. I got my friendships, apparently. And I've got a path to civil... I've got a path to salvation that I've been working on. And I'm going to focus on working on it. And I, I will quietly keep you guys updated uh, as things get better and better. And I'll keep being this fucking, this little Jew that sees a penny on the ground and picks it up. Ooh. You know, I just realized this penny I picked up earlier. I didn't realize until now. I just, I finally got a chance to look at it. This penny's from 1983. That was the year I was born. And it will go into my little bag of gold. So in case the shit hits the fan, I can at least get 10 bucks in gas. I'll be, it'll probably be in quarters and dimes. But you know what? If the shit hits the fan and it all falls apart, that $10 will at least get me from point A to point B. One more time. Which will give me one more chance at success. One more chance to survive. One more opportunity to fight. Because I've been in those situations where I've swiped my credit card and the, and the reader says declined. You've maxed shit out. I don't have that problem anymore. And that problem was f five years ago. Only f it was just five years ago where I couldn't buy a fucking bag of collard greens at Walmart because I didn't have the credit. Now, buy whatever the fuck I want. If I wanted to go out right now and get a Rolex or get an Omega or get a, uh, a, a, I don't know, pick another one, I could do it. Literally could go out right now and do it. I can go out and swipe my credit card right now. Go get a car. Go get a, a third car. I could do it. I'm just saying the power of where you were knowing power of knowing where you were five years ago to where you are now you can do ridiculous shit 
in that period of time. If only people realized. Like I know that I talked about the other day where Crystal Ball from Breaking Points, that, that, that child labor thing. It's like I get it. Child labor is, is it's a sensitive topic, but it's like from the ages of 10 to the age of 20, the amount of shit you can accomplish as a child to actually a, a kind of functioning adult, the things you are capable of accomplishing is amazing. And then the eight to 10, five years after that, look what you can do in one year. Look what you can do in five years. The shit you can accomplish is incredible. And I don't understand why aren't people are taught that. If you just fucking focused for five years, if you just for five years, not even going to college, just saying, I'm going to bust nuts on working hard, doing hard shit, working out like a fucking savage, eating super clean, working hard at your job, getting a good night's sleep, stay away from them dirty hoes, doing the right thing for a short period of time will reap long-term benefits. I guarantee you. Get out of the shitty place that you live in. And I don't mean apartment-wise. If you live in like a shitty little apartment, if that shitty little apartment is in a, in a very nice area that's really close to a decent job, that's all you need. I'm saying a nice place in a shitty town will never compare to a shitty place in a nice town. A shitty place in a nice town will always pay dividends because you can always clean that shitty place up. Okay? There's no amount of, there's no little square footage that can account for the amount of love that you can put into it. A little place with a lot of love is a big home. That being said, I do want to close this podcast with a photo of somebody that um, influenced my youth uh, and influenced a lot of people's uh, outlook on rock and roll. She was the queen of rock and roll. I just want to close on this. Um, So Tina Turner passed away, uh, age 83. Uh, I talked about Lil Richie for a whole podcast once. I mean, I even called my mother and talked to her about it. Tina Turner was the shit. She was a fucking rock star that lived life like a rock star. She got her ass beat by her ex-husband, Ike. She faced discrimination and all other bullshit. But no matter what, that woman had legs for days and fucking was a savage on stage. An absolute savage on stage. Could sing and dance her ass off just as well as anybody else. Miley Cyrus and Taylor Swift couldn't hold a fucking candle candle to this broad. She was tough as nails and sexy as fuck. And she had one of the best soundtrack songs of all time. Lady Gaga can't hold this girl's jock. That she'd be holding a jock. But Tina Turner, when she did Beyond Thunderdome, she nailed it. She was a badass. She was the best. She was one of the most glamorous rock stars of all time. And you absolutely owe it to yourself to open up your Pandora or your Spotify this weekend or for the next week and just crank little Tina Turner. Because no matter how hard things are in life, The big wheels just keep on turning. So just keep rolling. Just keep cranking. Just keep doing what you're going to do. Because no matter how hard life was for Tina, she just kept fucking dancing. She kept getting on that stage with that badass hair, that freaking amazing body, those legs that went on for days, and that incredible voice. And just rocked the fucking stage. Even into her later years. 
Talk about a woman who lived through it all. Moved to Switzerland for whatever reasons she believed best. Lived in Switzerland. Who who just who just fucking picks up and moves to Switzerland? She did. Because she could. Because she lived life her way. For whatever discrimination she faced. For whatever physical abuse she faced from her husband. From whatever financial insanity that took place. Because she took... She was part of the record era, the big label era, where they took most of the money. And she fucking owned it. She owned the stage and she owned life. And she was one of the greatest performers of all time. And everything I've said is 100% true. There's no doubt about it. That woman knew rock and roll. She knew rock. She was the queen of rock. Quite frankly, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, they're all copycats when it comes to Tina Turner. A hundred percent. Tina Turner was the original. Just like Carrie Fisher was the, and, and Tina Turner, excuse me, just like Carrie Fisher and Sigourney Weaver were the original female action heroes Tina Turner is the queen of rock she is and she should always be remembered that way like I said Gaga Taylor and Miley they are descendants of it or copycats of it but they are not the originals that's her thank you for listening watching and subscribing and I'll talk to you all next week hope you had a great memorial day have a glass of wine for me i recommend cr fortissimo recorded here from the spare parts studio this has been a positive sarcasm presentation Behind